Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zen Dependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I truly hope you enjoy this episode. Before we get into the podcast, here's a brief word from our sponsor. How's it going, guys? It's your boy. Late to the party. Back at it with the first episode that I think I've recorded in almost a month. I believe it's been four weeks. Because I did... Last time I uploaded an episode was two weeks ago, I think. I think it might have been 15 days ago. It was the episode I did dedicated to Uvalde. Well, I don't want to say dedicated uh, because I just kind of gave, you know, my opinion on gun control and blah, blah, blah. But that episode was recorded a week prior, but I felt that it was too early and that I'm not really, you know, someone that, you know, I should let the, the people who know more than me talk about it first and then give my opinion later. So... It's been about four weeks since I recorded an episode. A lot has happened since I last talked to you. I'm drinking a Kronbacher Pills beer right now. It's almost midnight. was going to wait till tomorrow to record this episode, but I'm wide awake. I have a lot to talk about, and I haven't spoke my mind, well, you know, to a microphone in a long time. So what have I been up to? Main thing... Last time I talked to you guys, I was getting ready to go to Rome. I was super excited because I've talked about how much I love Italy, how much I love traveling with my wife. We're both super excited. We had literally all of the places plus the hidden gems. All of our tickets were bought. All of our reservations were made. We were watching videos on how public transportation, you know, the best methods of public transportation there, what to avoid, what to see. Like I said, hidden gems, all that stuff. We were super excited to go. And two days before, a coworker of mine, actually, someone that I'm working with every day, tested positive for COVID. And I had some symptoms, so I went to go get tested on, I want to say this is Monday. So last week, so last Monday, I tested, ended up being negative. So I was like, okay, whatever, I guess I'll wait. Another coworker who also had been working the same shift with me. These are all, all three of us who tested positive all worked together. This employee also tested positive. So I was like, great, my symptoms haven't, these symptoms haven't gone away. So I'm going to go get another test before I go into work. I went in, got tested. And within 10 minutes, probably the quickest test result I've ever gotten. I was positive. So obviously I am alive. I survived. I haven't been at work for a long time. Um, I'm not going back to work for a few days for a couple reasons, mainly mainly work policy. But yeah, I survived COVID. I got it when it wasn't popular, when no one gives a shit about it anymore. Not as many people are dying as the beginning, as, as per usual when it comes to respiratory viruses and illnesses. But, you know, my personal experience with COVID was it was a walk in the park. Of course, I'm not going to degrade people's negative experiences. Lots of people have died from it. Lots of people have gotten permanent damage from it. Lots of people had near-death experiences. I didn't have a great experience, but it was like seasonal allergies. And I say that because I actually have experience with seasonal allergies. I'm only allergic to the seasons. I'm only allergic to, and, and different areas of the world that have different things that grow, different things that pollinate different types of pollen, blah, blah, blah. I can have different, I can have worse allergies in different places. But as far as I know, my allergies are the worst 
either here in Germany or maybe in Colorado. So there's something that, anyway, my, my seasonal allergies will get, will get better as the season progresses, as I start to inhale more stuff. But the first, you know, couple weeks of allergies, of allergy season can be pretty rough. But luckily, those are the only things that I'm allergic to. It kind of messes with a lot of the things that I eat, because I also have, you know, if I'm eating things with pollen on them that you know, the pollen that I'm sensitive to, it'll make my throat feel tingly. So weirdly enough, I had actually bought some kiwi from the store and I think it came from Spain and it made my throat tingly and scratchy. And I thought that's what it was. I was like, man, that was a, (laughs) that was a rough kiwi. I might've had two that day that, and I was like, oh, you know, it's just the the kiwi that's making my throat kind of weird. But turns out I had COVID. It sucks because, you know, people can look at this in a very weird way and think that it's really odd that I wished for this but in the winter time I've talked about winter was rough on me with COVID I I mentally was very uh shaky I I really love traveling I love nature and it just was not very feasible for me to travel as just too, it's too stressful it's too hard especially in Germany Germany is so it was so strict during winter with COVID and the states differ for their rules. I, I happen to live in one of the sh- uh, more relaxed states, but the places I want to go to are all out of the state that I live in. The state I live in is lame. There's not that much cool stuff uh, to see. But I was hoping that I would get COVID sometime in the winter because I wanted to, the way that it works, I've explained it here in the past, but I'll, I'll kind of briefly uh, explain it again. But they have this G system here that consists of three different G's. So I don't remember what they stand for in German, but each G stands for a status. So one G is vaccinated, one G is recovered, and one G is tested. So in the most relaxed times where there were still restrictions, though, it would usually be you needed to have one or the other. You need to show that you are vaccinated, you have a negative test, or you are recovered. And then once it got strict, so that was the 3G system, one of the three you needed to have. And they had test stations all over, like multiple in each village. It's, It was a nice system. Uh, you know, it sucked that there were any restrictions. You know how I, where I stand on those if you've listened to the podcast. But anyway, when the cases were rougher, so when there were more people in ICU beds that were suffering from COVID or whatever, quote unquote, allegedly, uh, there was the 2G plus system where you had to show that you were vaccinated and you were tested. So just being vaccinated, you weren't you weren't cool. Just being tested, you weren't cool. You had to have both. And then people who were who got COVID and had stronger, more robust antibodies than anybody who's gotten vaccinated, fuck those people. That doesn't matter. You still need to get tested and you still need to be vaccinated. So it was really cruel on people who had gotten COVID already and had recovered, obviously. But I wanted to get the I wanted to get COVID because I wanted to have a positive test. The way it works is you get a positive, you know, antigen test. You have to go to a doctor who gives you a PCR test. And if that's also positive, then once you're recovered, you get a certificate of recovery, which is good for three months. Doesn't follow the science at all. Antibodies last longer than three months. Look this up yourself. That's facts. I'm following the science. I'm trusting the science. But regardless, having a a certificate of recovery gave you three months Basically, it took the place of a, a a vaccine or a booster, and I wanted it because I knew that I would survive it. I knew that it'd be a walk in the park. 
It's selfish to want that, but I mean, as long as I'm following guidelines, nobody's going to get hurt. My wife is also healthy. She's like me. She takes her vitamins. She works out. We drink our water. We have a we we eat really healthy, and we're you know we're the only two people who live in our apartment. So, I was hoping to get it to replace that because I didn't want to get any more vaccines because I'm afraid of needles. That's that's the main reason, honestly. I can sit here and be like, oh, the studies, the did the, the vares, blah blah blah. All that shit also makes me want not want to get the vaccine. But the main thing for me is that I'm a pussy and I'm afraid of needles. So, <clears throat> and I had a couple people recently be like. You're afraid of needles, you got tattoos, but it's not the same. <laughs> it's not even close to the same. Needles go like, ah, if you you should look at a, a needle under a microscope and see what it looks like when it goes into skin. It's crazy. Uh, tattoos only pierce like a couple layers of skin. So it's not even close to the same. It's apples to oranges. Anyway, yeah, my experience was a walk in the park. It was like seasonal allergies. The worst thing that I had was congestion and a lot of uh, phlegm. So that's why I didn't do do an episode. I, I didn't want to come in here being like, hey guys, and you know, sound like a pug that has breathing problems, which is which is all pugs. Um, but yeah, so I've still been monitoring. So I've been monitoring the media. I've been monitoring the news. I've been saving. You know, nothing has really changed except on day two uh, of not having work, I was bored, out of my mind. I'd stayed up till like five or six in the morning playing every video game that I own. <laughs> I was super bored. I, I'll be honest, I haven't really been doing any writing, <clears throat> which is bad because I've had so many days off, but I, I've just, you know, I've just been relaxing. I've been catching up on TV shows. I've been catching up on Peaky Blinders. I finished Ozark. There's a lot of stuff that I've been doing, but you know, I've, been, I've stayed indoors. I've been out on my balcony a couple times. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I missed that Rome trip. I, we would have got back from Rome yesterday and would have went back to work today, but unfortunately, you know, it wasn't the right time to go to Rome. Uh, but like I said, I plan on living in Europe forever, so I'll get to Rome eventually. It just wasn't the right time to go. So like I said, I've been paying attention to the news. Keep in mind though, some of the topics that I have might be a couple weeks old, but if I'm talking about them, I still think that they're important to talk about. I still want to give my opinion on it. I still want to you know, keep it in circulation because it's important to me. So yeah, very first thing I wanted to talk about. So there's actually a corporate, I mean, there's a, an EU green aviation fuel tax. So there's an extra tax that you have to pay. I believe if you want to fuel jets in within the European union. And I believe if you fly through the European union or you fuel up in the European union. So, so a country like Switzerland, that is not a part of the EU. If it flies through or it stops, you know, it's a it's a company that a private company that flies through and it stops in Luxembourg or something, and they decide to fuel up. I believe they have to pay the fuel tax, or it might be by consumption, or it might be both. I couldn't really find details of this because it's kind of in preliminary talks, but apparently, corporate jets get to avoid the green aviation fuel tax, which is not surprising. Rules for the and not for me, especially when it comes to rich people. The EU has had a a record of leaving the bill to be paid for and picked up, leaving the tab to be picked up by normal people, which is one of the main reasons why the UK, why Britain decided to exit the EU. A lot of people talk about all this stupid bullshit for why... Please pardon the interruption... 
This is the third mishap that I've had since I started recording this episode. First one was I knocked the mic over. Second one was my beer fizzed out for some reason. And then this one, I don't know what happened with my computer. I have Windows 10 German installed. So some weird thing happened where my computer had to restart. Anyway, Brexit happened for a lot of different reasons. A lot of people felt strongly about for different reasons on why they wanted why they voted yes for Brexit. But the main one being normal people felt that the EU was holding back Britain, holding back the UK. And a lot of people feel, myself included, that the EU benefits developing weaker unstable economies more than it does the stronger, more robust economies that can live on their own, the way the UK is, the way that Britain is. So, this this is just another piece of, this is, this is another reason, people that voted yes for Brexit are probably feeling good about themselves when it comes to this EU green aviation fuel tax that's being avoided by corporations and big private entities. This should anger people because it's already bad enough that we ha- that we have ridiculous inflation it's not just in the united states i just read that consumer inflation is up to like 37% here in germany so everybody's feeling it it's mostly because of covid but i'll get into that probably a little bit later um the cost of, the cost of living is up for rent for mortgage for interest rates for you know, the value of the dollar or the value of the the euro, whatever, whatever currency, all all currencies are down except for the ruble in Russia. I think the ruble is in a five year high thanks to the 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 sanctions that were put by put on Russian oil by a lot of countries in Europe, the United States, I think Canada. It caused an increase in the supply of oil because America's not buying Russian oil anymore. Certain countries in the EU, Canada, they're not buying oil anymore. So now the supply is going up. So the price is going down. And now countries like that are that are still continuing that are not sanctioning Russian oil, they're buying oil at a discounted price and they're buying more of it because who doesn't want to buy cheaper gas? And that's caused that's one of the main reasons why Russia's currency is at a 5-year high. Anyway, it's bad enough, all of the different costs of living, but it's summertime. People are traveling. They want to travel. They're driving less because of the cost of gas. These these airplane corporations, you know, United Airlines, American Airlines, Ryanair, Lufthansa, all these airlines are artificially raising the prices of of plane tickets because they know that people are going to pay for them because they haven't been able to travel for the past two years. This is the first summer that they've had freedom since 2019. Also the cost of gas, the fact that they're having to up, they're also upping their ticket prices because of money that they lost during the pandemic, even though they got bailouts and then they got bailed out by the government and they still decided to lay off employees. They got bailed out by the government specifically so they wouldn't have to lay off employees. They still laid off the employees. They took the money and then bought an extra yacht or two. It's bullshit. And it's gotten me to the point where I'm like, you know what? If I, if I, if I'm not going to fucking Faroe Islands 
or I'm not going to Korea or some shit. If I can drive, I've already found a place where I can rent a fucking Tesla and it's going to be cheaper. Like, like half the price than it is for me to buy tickets for me and my wife to go somewhere. I'm going to buy a fucking Tesla and I'm going to drive every, everywhere we travel if I can. I don't care if it's a 12-hour drive. Six hours for me, six hours for my wife, or, or nine hours for me, three hours for my wife. I like to drive, whatever. I like to be in control. It's things like this are continuing to cause consumers high levels of mistrust in corporations. It's it's really frustrating. I Like I said, rules for thee and not for me. Next thing I wanted to talk about, so, let's see, ah, yes, so Beijing is claiming that they've traced this ferocious quote-unquote COVID outbreak that China's been going through, it's like their sixth wave or whatever, they've, they claim they've traced it back to a ruckus bar. So for those of you who don't know, China went through, the past couple of months they've gone through a a big COVID outbreak, and they decided to shut down major cities, including Shenzhen, which is a big, a big foundation. A lot of jobs exist in Shenzhen that affect the supply chain. Because if you don't know, a lot of raw materials for anything out there comes from China. Shirts, plastic, car parts, Almost entire cars, lots, lots of things are being made in China. Lots of parts come from China. So that was part of the reason why economies around the world have been stifled because there have been major supply chain issues. Anyway, China decided they were going to go to a COVID zero policy where they're not going to open up and not let their citizens go out and get food and go home if they're in a quarantine camp or go back to work or go to the library, or go to a restaurant, go to a grocery store, whatever. They couldn't do it until there's zero cases of COVID. They decided to backtrack on that recently, but the damage is done. China repeatedly shows, just like Russia has recently, well, recently as in like the past hundred years, they are continuing to show what little care and little respect they have for human life. Because there were videos, and not just human life, but animal life as well, there were videos of just bags and bags of these industrial garbage garbage sacks being filled with household animals that are suffocating out on sidewalks because their owners got COVID and were put in COVID uh, concentration camps and they had to toss the animals out because there was no one to take care of them. This is the logic that they go through. Rather than, you know, at the least, just having normal, you know, five-day, ten-day quarantine rules, advocating for vaccines, having easily accessible tests, all that bullshit. They decide to lock people in in concentration camps, disappear probably all the people that that they could track down that, that attended this bar in Beijing, throw their animals in the garbage and let them suffocate. I mean, it's, it's, it's gross, but the entire world got to see it. So that was one of the more positive things that came from this. The entire world got to see yet another example of just how poorly and uh, how poorly the level of respect that the Chinese government has on human life, for human life. So rest in peace to all the people that attended this bar or knows anybody that attended this bar because I bet you they all got suicided. I bet you they all died of six gunshots to the back of the head, strangulation, and COVID.
Next thing I wanted to talk about. So there's a, quite a bit of developing news when it comes to this January 6th panel. Um, we're constantly being told by... We've been told by the media since it happened, January 6th, 2021. We've constantly been told, remember January 6th, remember January 6th. It was a danger to democracy, a danger to the United States. The worst day in American history made me ashamed of being an American. Trump should be locked up, blah, blah, blah. Everybody who attended this, blah, 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 is getting investigated, should get doxxed and should lose their jobs and get their, their money taken from them and their assets frozen and get put in Gitmo and never seen again and the cell key gets thrown away or whatever. We keep getting told, remember January 6th, and I only remember January 6th because the Democrats, the Democratic Party, the left, they want to keep bringing it up and acting like it's the worst day in American history. When the thing that I remember more than January 6th was the quote-unquote summer of love, the summers of 2020, the longest consecutive riots in American history. I remember multiple January 6th riot groups that were being monitored on Facebook, monitored in other social media sites by the FBI. This is news that you can look up yourself. I remember how odd that it was that I remember seeing all these reports a week, a week or two leading up to Biden's inauguration. I remember seeing they were sending like tens of thousands of troops and the National Guard to the Capitol because something's going to happen. I remember talking to an old coworker that was like, hey, this seems weird, doesn't it? But it seems like they're expecting something to happen. And yeah, all those troops are there. And then what happens? The guards are stepping aside. They're opening the, the gates. They're unlocking the gates for some of these people. That's what I remember the most. I remember the longest consecutive riots in American history. I remember the news. I remember uh, Chris Cuomo going from saying, whoever said that a protest is supposed to be peaceful? Where in the Constitution does it, says, does it say that? To a couple months later saying, if, you're, if, if a protest turns violent, then you're a criminal, period. You have people like that. You have people like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Kamala Harris talking about this is the worst day in American history. Never forget. It was a threat to democracy. I've talked about it many times before. I'm sure I've beaten it I've beaten it over the head so many times and most people have. Most people are tired of this shit. Milk costs $117. My family hates me. I got COVID. <laughs> I can't fill up a tank. I, I a tank of gas costs fucking $60 more than it used to. Uh, this shit's crazy. Nobody cares about January 6th. Yes, it was bad. Yes, it sucked. It was mildly horrific. The the couple people that shit the bed because they they weren't up to they weren't up for the job. Uh, the couple the couple cops that had heart attacks, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to be rude, but Pearl Harbor was pretty bad. 9/11 was pretty bad. Uh, the housing market crash was was worse. COVID, the pandemic. The lockdowns, the the record-breaking suicides and spousal abuse, sexual abuse, child abuse, uh, opioid abuse, alcohol abuse. All that stuff, I think, was worse than a couple cops dropping dead because they couldn't handle the stress. I'm not being, I'm not trying to sound disrespectful. I'm not trying to sound disrespectful. But January 6th was not the worst day in American history. I remember the subsequent riots in the summer. 
where a couple people were killed, a few people were killed, more than more than needed needed to die. Billions of I think millions and billions of dollars of property damage. There was the mayor of New York City saying, you know, you cannot gather in the streets because of COVID unless you're protesting George Floyd's death, unless you're a part of the Black Lives Matter group. And then at the same time, rounding up the Jews that are praying in the synagogues. I remember that all a lot more than January 6th. On the flip side, there the January 6th quote-unquote panel, I don't know how, how many millions of dollars of, of tax dollars are being spent on this, um, but this panel has found, quote-unquote, this is a direct quote from uh, CNBC, they're saying that Trump had direct and personal role in pushing states to overturn Biden win, according to the January 6th panel. I don't know why we needed the January 6th panel to come to this conclusion. It's very obvious that Trump played a part in pushing and calling and visiting different states, talking to different representatives and people in power in in uh, places where the elections were really close or in, in cases where they were expected to go re- to vote right and vote for Trump that ended up flipping blue. Georgia being one of the, the hotbed states that, that, that are still being investigated uh, as we speak. It's no secret. We didn't need the January 6th panel to see this. This is a bad look, though. Obviously, you know, everybody knows there were many calls made to governors and lieutenant governors, in, like I said, in these hotbed states where Trump was pushing them to overturn the election, to overturn their, their, their elections, to hopefully recertify or uh, to, what do you call it, to recount the votes to hopefully overturn the election in his favor. I've said it many times before. It probably won't be the last time I say it. I do not believe there was enough fraud. There was not widespread fraud enough to flip the election. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people, a lot of people that I respect too, that have tried to convince me otherwise. They're like, what about that county in, uh, Mar- and what about Maricopa County and blah, 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 Connecticut? What about this place in Georgia? They give this odd story this weird story, the facts aren't completely straight, it's it's published and not being corroborated by any other source except for ones called like PatriotRifleCoffee.com or whatever. I mean, there is always going to be voter fraud. I think that we should always strive to have safer and more secure elections no matter what. There's always room to improve. I've given my personal experience with voting overseas for El Paso County, Colorado. But there is not enough evidence that I've been shown. And, you know, these weird, these weird kind of random, not even fully corroborated kind of fishy QAnon conspiracy theory examples, even if they were all true, it's not enough to flip the election in Biden's favor. So I do not believe the election was stolen. I don't think it's a good look. I still don't think it's a good strategy to continue the stop the steal bullshit. Stop the steal is notoriously not popular with most, if uh, almost all independent voters, almost all voters do not give a shit about stop the steal. They think it's bullshit. They think it's a trope. They think it's dramatic. And most people that did support the stop the steal, they're done with it. 
They're focusing on other things. They're focusing on stagnant wages. They're focusing on inflation. They're focusing on the cost of, you know, the, the rising cost in interest rates. I read that the interest rate, the mortgage rate hike is the bit uh, that, that happened on Thursday, last Thursday or something like that. It's the biggest hike in 35 years. So I believe since 19, whatever 35 years ago was, biggest mortgage rate hike in 35 years. People are worried about that. They're not worried about January 6th. They're not worried about stop the steal. Move on. Move on. It's 2022. There's nothing you can do. You can come out tomorrow. The Democratic Party can come out tomorrow and they can, this is the scary thing. They can come out tomorrow and admit that they stole the election, that they rigged the election. One, there are going to be people that don't care. They believe that it's okay if, if bad things happen to opposition. They don't care about election integrity as long as you're taking down Orange Man. That's number one. Number two, you can't change anything. You can't go back. You can't kick Biden and his cabinet out of office. You can't flip all the senator and representative and congress member seats for all the places that that, that, that they've admitted were stolen and rigged. You can't undo the damage that's been done by the current administration. Move on. If you're going to run in 2024, Trump, you need to run on something more important. How about take the the silver spoon that's being forced into your mouth in the shit economy that we're in? That that economy is still the number one issue for most voters. So it's not a good look, obviously. I don't know if there should be legal repercussions for Trump continuing to call governors and push states to overturn Biden win the Biden win. Obviously, I do believe that Trump in his heart believes he, the election was stolen from him. But I know he got pressure from people on his team. He's a lot of shady people on his team that have been fired or been ousted, uh, that are being investigated in the January 6th panel. I'm not diminishing any responsibility from him. But there are a lot of people in his ear. I think they need to be held responsible as well, if there are, if there is going to be any legal responsibility, it's going to be interesting. I doubt this investigation is going to be ever fully complete. I doubt that uh, any thing will be done. I bet you, if they do find any serious, serious stuff, which they always claim to to have up their sleeves, you know, the Trump tax codes, the January six panel investigation, the impeachment and impeachment number two and the impeachment you know the the eight sequels to impeachment of donald trump um they're probably going to hold whatever they can and use it as a they're either going to drop it immediately to use it as a midterm issue or they're going to hold on to it until trump inevitably runs again in 2020 for the 2024 election so it's going to be an interesting election you know it was going to be an interesting election before this is just going to add, you know, more entertainment. So we're going to have to see how that plays out. So, oh yeah. So Chuck Schumer, I hope, I hope you face legal repercussions. I hope that your Twitter account gets disabled. I hope your Facebook account gets disabled because you called for violence against the Supreme Court justice. Obviously this bit of news is a little outdated. But Justice Brett Kavanaugh had a crazed individual who I believe made tweets about going to Brett Kavanaugh's house. And he went there with the intent to harm 
and possibly kill a Supreme Court justice. So regardless of what you, how you feel about Roe v. Wade, regardless of how strongly you feel about your right to kill babies and use abortion as birth control, no matter how strongly you feel about any of these issues, this was a dude, this was a man who cannot get an abortion, who feels strongly enough, who's psychotic enough to go to a Supreme Court justice's house to attempt to kill him over a law that doesn't even affect him. I'm not saying that you can't be passionate. I'm not saying that you can't care about laws that don't affect you, necessarily. But this is not the way to go. Trying to kill a Supreme Court justice will turn more minds against your cause than it will for your cause. Point blank, period. And there are people that have cheered this on. There are probably more people who are going to try. There are people who are talking about how they wish that this happened and, and that this this went, you know, correctly. Uh, that the, that the, the, the attacker was successful in his goal, in his mission to kill Brett Kavanaugh. There are people like this that are littered throughout the political scene. More so on the left. Another example of a psycho-crazed individual who's really fallen far was Ethan Klein of H3H3. He called for... It was an off-the-cuff comment that got him uh, banned from YouTube uh, for a little... Suspended from YouTube for a little bit. He was calling for after the... He was talking about the Uvalde tragedy, of course, spewing all the same bullshit, talking about gun control this, gun control that thing, talking about gun control measures that wouldn't have prevented the this shooter, uh, the Uvalde shooting, it wouldn't have prevented it at all. So it's kind of pointless to bring it up. It's pointless to introduce uh, quote-unquote common sense gun control when I believe it's a slippery slope. Uh, I talked about it with Australia, I believe, already, so I'm not going to get into it again, and you can go back and listen to my Uvalde episode, but Ethan Klein called for someone to bomb, to blow up the NRA convention that was being held in Texas. So, you know, you have public figures like that, you have people like, who's that one, washed up bum act, John Kuzak, you have Chris Evans, who's a shit lib, who's probably being controlled by the CIA to say bullshit and talk about, oh, the reason that uh, Lightyear didn't succeed is because conservatives are, are homophobic and all this bullshit. You got shit libs like Stephen King. You got a lot of, you know, bad faith actors. That's all I'm going to say. But Chuck Schumer talked about after that draft came for the Supreme Court, talking about how they were going to, uh, if the draft was to get pushed through it was it the decision was going to be i think five to four in favor of overturning roe v wade or something like that after that came out chuck schumer talked about so let me let me let me pull up his comments that he wrote i want to actually i'm not going to pull up the actual quote you guys can find it yourself i should have put it in here um bad bad journalism on my part <laughs> bad podcasting on my part but chuck schumer called and said he said something like something needs to be done about this something needs to happen to these judges to brett kavanaugh for these to, to these conservative judges that voted in favor of overturning roe v wade chuck schumer should be arrested he should be criminally prosecuted for calling 
for violence against a Supreme Court justice. Even if it wasn't a Supreme Court justice, even if it was me. If he called for violence against me, he should be kicked off Twitter, kicked off of Facebook for inciting violence. He incited more violence than Donald Trump did. And Donald Trump is still not on major social media sites. So, fuck Chuck Schumer. That piece of shit Gotham City Batman villain. He's a scumbag. He's part of the swamp. I don't know why he's still in power. I don't know how he's continued to retain power. Him, Nancy Pelosi, they are the worst of the worst. And I hope that they burn in hell. So that's actually going to wrap up this episode. Uh, yeah, to recap, government bad, economy bad. Um, oh yeah, one more thing. I I don't think the, the Biden falling off of the bike is funny. I don't like, <laughs> I think it's cringe. It must be a slow day for journalists. Uh, there's so, so many crazy ass things that are going on around the world that you could cover. And they're analyzing Biden's fall. It's not funny. I find it sad, honestly. I I don't want to see the president hurt. Any president. I feel, I've talked about it before. I don't think Biden is cognitively, uh, you know, what do you call it? Cognitively stable. I don't think his cognitive functions are all there. I don't think he's making most or any of the decisions when it comes to his administration. And I wish that he could just retire and he could live his last few years relaxing with his wife and his dog and his his crackhead kid. I It's really sad to see the decline of Biden. I know the fall wasn't serious and he didn't have any serious injuries, but it's sad and it's dangerous. When elderly people fall, el a lot of elderly people, tons of elderly people die from falls every year. So I don't find it funny. I mean... There have been a couple memes and jokes that I've seen that were kind of funny, but I'm not going to sit here and, I'm, and pick on Joe Biden. I I think it's low-hanging fruit, and I think it's disrespectful. People have the right to disrespect the president. He's given a lot of reasons, I guess, a lot of fodder for people to latch on to and hate him for, but come on, move on. Let's let's pick let's pick on it. If you're going to pick on the president, pick on him for something else. I mean, whatever. He fell off the bike, haha. But anyway, to recap the episode, I got COVID. I survived it. Felt like seasonal allergies. Not degrading anybody's negative experiences, but I'm grateful that I got through it completely fine. My wife didn't get it. I don't think I gave it to anybody else. And yeah, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Please forgive me for the three uh, disruptions that I had, but you know, shit happens. <laughs> but I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please continue to tune in. Continue to share the episode. Continue to give me feedback as you have. I've been getting some great feedback. I was compared to Ricky Gervais recently in the fact that I pick on everybody, but I'm also fair and I'm honest and I'm open-minded. And that was one of the greatest compliments, if not the greatest compliment I've heard on my podcast. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned. I'm still, you know... <laughs> I'm, I promise you merch will be coming. I promise, I promise, I promise merch will be coming soon. It's just, you know, right now, I'm probably not going to be selling hoodies in the summer, but definitely in the fall, come fall and winter, I'm going to be selling all this shit. I'm going to be selling stickers. If I can make coasters, I'm going to sell that shit. 
keychains, whatever, I, uh, magnets, whatever. If you want a dildo that has independently minded on it, you hit me up. If you want a bong that has independently minded on it, hit me up. If I can make a fucking computer case or a mask, I've thought about doing masks. Um, just let me know. Let me know. Go on any of my social media. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm on TikTok. I don't really get on TikTok. I haven't made TikToks in a while, but you can message me on any of them. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I think you can send me a message through Anchor. So anchor.fm slash independently minded. Let me know. Let me know. If you have an idea for something that you would actually be willing to pay for, remember 100% of the proceeds are going to be donated to the Child Mind Institute, a nonprofit that's dedicated to families that have children that are affected by mental illnesses. Um, if there's something that you feel like you would put, you know, you know, you would spend money on, let me know. Let me know. I'm I'm open to do anything and everything. I think that's it. Uh, I don't think I have any recommendations. If you're not watching Peaky Blinders, check it out. If you haven't watched Ozark, check it out. If you haven't watched Stranger Things, check it out. I don't think I have anything really too crazy to recommend. Maybe I have a song. Let me check it my check my playlist real quick. There was a song recently that I listened to that I really liked. So yeah, no, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. Yeah, I'll recommend this song. The White Buffalo and the Forest Rangers. Come join the murder. Check out that song. Thank you for tuning in. Catch you on the next episode. As always, stay safe. Stay away from those crazies out there. Thank you.